Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patea, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information, and advice. Now, today, I'm delighted to say welcome to Jack. Jack, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. How very you, good. Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Now, if you remember, we did a video not so long back where I spoke about the cost of living here in Patea and how much it would cost you. And one of the questions that a lot of you guys asked about, and it's one that I specifically and deliberately avoided, and you'll find out why in a second, was about insurance, about the cost of insurance. Now, fortunately, Jack, you are the man, aren't you? You really are the patio guru of insurance. Well, I've been here a long time, so I like, <laughs> I like to think so. I mean, long time, I mean, we're talking like 30 years. 30 years in Pattaya, man and boy. Wow, wow. Um, okay, so in terms of like um, 30 years, I mean, that's a huge amount of time. I mean, what were you doing before? Where were you? Before that, I was in Scotland doing insurance for 10 years. Okay. So, 40 years of insurance. 40 years? I mean, that's uh, 40 years. Can you believe that? That's nearly as old as me. And, and, <laughs> I wish, I wish. And I love it. Oh, brilliant. It's a great thing. So, when did you first come to Pattaya? 1987. 87, wow, 87. On, on holiday. And I mean, I've got to ask the obvious question. I mean, what was here, or rather, what wasn't here? Well, there was no third road as such. There was no Tepresit. There were cobbles along Pattaya Nua. Unbelievable. There was no supermarkets. You couldn't get cheese for love, no money. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, amazing. It was great. It, it was a cowboy town. And I mean, when you came here all those years ago, I mean, in all honesty, if there was nothing here, what made you stay here? Ladies. Okay, well, there you go. We all know how that feels, so there we go. That's fine. Um, so. 30 years ago you first came here and when you came here did you set up your insurance company that we're in now no i started off down on second road somebody else helped me along and introduced me to some people and then there weren't quite so many expats here yeah but slowly we grew slowly we grew i bought him out i bought somebody else out and now mccallan insurance brokers is mine yeah, and I have to say, and I'm not just saying it because we're talking now, but you have undoubtedly the best reputation in, not just here, but in the surrounding areas for insurance. I mean, you really have got a fantastic reputation. I've got great stuff. Yeah. And we, we try to do a professional job where we can. And everybody here loves it. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk in, in great detail about some of the policies that, that you offer and the pros and the cons, etc., about these policies. Um, but before we go into that, I mean, in terms of insurance in general, I mean, how do you find people react to insurance? Is it one of those cases of, I wish I had it and when it was too late? I mean, how do you find that the interaction? It, it depends on the individual that we're talking to. It's easy to say you need the insurance, but mm. it's up to the individual to say, yes, I need it and actually pay for it. We, we do get people who come in and say, I wish I'd done it, can you backdate? Yeah. No, no, we can't. Yeah. No, we can't, but most people are fairly sensible. People coming from Europe, and especially the UK, who've been used to the national health, they, they, want, to, they, they want to have the actual feeling that they are insured still. Mm. So we're dealing with a mainly expat market here. We do get some Thai people in, but I'd say we're 98% expat here. Okay. And I mean, I'm guessing 30 years ago, I mean, was there many expats here? Nothing like as many as now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Jom Tien probably wasn't even born, was it? 
nobody stayed on Jomtien. The road stopped halfway up Jomtien, the concrete road. And what we know now is Jomtien Soy 3 and 4 weren't built yet. Mm. But it was a nice place then. It was, it was a lot easier. Now it's more of a commercial place. There's good things and bad things for both. And I mean, in terms of insurance, I mean, you know, when you first came here, obviously there, was, there wasn't many expats that we just discussed then. I mean, what made you start an insurance company? Because I'm guessing rightly or wrongly, and correct me if I've got this wrong, but obviously you must have looked at the market sector and thought to yourself, well, there's not many expats here. There's no insurance companies here. And yet you decided to not only just take the plunge and build an insurance company, but you've built probably the best, most respected insurance company in this area. I mean, what was the, the logic behind doing that? There was no logic at all. It was just, let's take a chance. Actually, in the UK, there were things going on, like the Financial Services Act, which concerned me greatly. And it allowed banks and building societies to start selling insurance-related products. I was a broker in the UK, and I could see the beginning of the end. And I was offered the chance of a new beginning here if I was brave enough to take the chance. So out I came. Yeah. Here I am. The rest is history. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, when you first came here, I mean, was there any bars here? There were four go-go bars. Four? Four. Four? Four. Wow. Wait, wait, can you remember them? There were two on Soy Diamonds. There was the Tahitian Queen. That was great. Uh, now, interrupting you very quickly about the Tahitian Queen. Did you hear that they are coming back? I was there yesterday. Oops. Was you? <laughs> I was, yes. He wasn't really. He was in a meeting, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> And because it, it closed for a while, didn't it? It closed for a while, yes. Yeah, and then I heard rumours, and again, the, you know, rumor, we'll talk about rumours about insurance in later on. I mean, but we, I heard rumours that they did a, a GoFundMe Go page and raised like 16,000 US dollars uh, to enable them to reopen again. Was that, is that true? Or? Oh, I don't know if that's true, but they are open. Brilliant. So the Tahitian Queen. The Tahitian Queen, somewhere called Fire and Ice. And baby, I think it was baby or baby doll one and two at the time. Wow. Now, if you remember any of those, drop a comment below. Let us know. You know, you may even remember Jack back in the day. And uh, you might have even been sat next to him. Who knows? OK, I mean, in terms of like where we are today, let's fast forward now 30 years. And you're here um, in, in this incredible office. I mean, you've got a huge amount of staff here. I mean, you really have excelled in insurance. In terms of insurance policies that you offer, I mean, broad street, what, what kind of policies do you offer? Obviously like health, car, house, I mean, what, what insurance do you offer? Our main, our main one is health insurance, admittedly, but we do a, a lot of car, lots of house, lots of commercial business now. Mm. And we're looking to expand into the commercial business because of the way that the Eastern Seaboard is meant to develop. Okay. Um, COVID permitting. Yeah, I mean, COVID, I mean, that must have had a huge effect on your business. Yes, but contrary to everybody else, it's had an effect that's been positive on the insurance business. Okay. Because more people who are trying to get into Thailand, and there are some people trying to get into Thailand, suddenly find out that they need insurance from a Thai insurance company or a Thai-based insurance company. And we are, we are quite high profile in Pattaya. So just to, just to get that clear in my mind, you mentioned there that people that want to come to Pattaya have to have an insurance company in Thailand in order to fly in, is that correct? Or have I misunderstood correct. that? Correct, yeah. 
Okay, and so if I'm back in the UK or in America or Australia, wherever I may be located, and I want to come to Patea, how would I go about getting that insurance? How do I find this Thai insurance company that will cover me and offer whatever it is that the requirement is then able to allow you to enter? There is a list on the Thai visa page of the six or eight Thai insurance companies that are accepted okay. and acceptable. Or there's various newspapers and things that come out of Pattaya that use our name and say, go to McCallum Broker for this and they'll organize it for you. And is that something that people can do? I mean, guys that are watching this video now, if you are uh, back in your home country and you are planning to come over here once they get rid of the quarantine and all the other stuff and they need that insurance, can they connect with you? Direct, yes. Yeah. All right, guys, well, that's good news. So what I'll do is I'll put a link uh, to Jack's business here and, and to whatever contact details we can share with you. And please, guys, you know, get in touch with this man. He is so, so knowledgeable. And we're going to cover the policies in a lot more detail moving further on in, in part two. So we've got the health insurance. We've got the COVID insurance. Um, what about if I'm living here and I need to ride around on a motorbike or a car? Because to me, that's a really gray area in terms of, you know, you go out, you rent these motorbikes, you ride off into the distance thinking, hey, I'm gonna go and have a great few days. Problems exist. I mean, you must have seen and heard some horror stories in your time here. Well, that, that is the problem. It's very, very difficult now to get insurance on rental motorbikes or rental cars. The reason being that when tourism suddenly took off in, in Pattaya, which would be the late 80s, beginning of the 90s, mm. and all the hotels went up and the golf courses were built. We're getting all these people coming from Europe and America and Australia, and we're suddenly driving on the wrong side of the road. There mm. was no drink driving laws there, so these guys with <laughs> tattoos were coming over. I've got nothing against tattoos, by the way. Hello. <laughs> and they were getting pissed up. Sorry, they were getting drunk. They were putting a bird on the back and crashing the motorbike. So basically so, you've seen me ride around there, have yeah. you? <laughs> so, so suddenly you, you can't get insurance if you're driving a rental motorbike or a car off mm. a reputable company. Okay, However, so... We, we can insure, if you buy your own motorbike or your mm. own motor car, no problem. So can I just get this clear, because this is a really important thing you've just said there. I go down to a I know, let's go down to a beach road and there's plenty of people there that will rent motorbikes out for 300 baht a day, 500 baht, whatever. Mm -hmm. I go down there, I rent that motorbike and I ride off into the distance and let's just say I'm unfortunate enough to have an accident. Are you saying to me then, pretty much in general, you're not gonna be covered? You may be covered under the government only insurance, which is known as the Porobor, but it's very, very limited insurance. What that means is if you hit somebody else's property, no cover. Wow. If you hit and injure somebody, a maximum of 80,000 baht, but generally less than that. I should qualify what I said earlier. There are some very, very good car rental companies about mm. that do insure their motor, uh, motor cars. Mm. But make sure that you actually get a sight of the policy. Yeah, and I mean, I'm making reference as well, not to those reputable companies, because there are, you know, you and I both know many people here that have got very, very good and very good comprehensive insurance for their cars and et cetera. I'm talking about, it's very easy, you come here on holiday, you kind of get carried away in the spirit of things. Oh, there's a motorbike guy over there. Can I rent that bike? Yeah. Yes, um, I, haven't, um, I haven't got a license. Doesn't matter, 300 bar, off you go. That's the one I worry about. I'm talking specifically about those because these people, yeah. they don't know any better. Yeah, okay, and I mean, in terms of health insurance, and I want to ask you this question because 
I think it's a really important question. Mm -hmm. And you guys watching this video, I'm sure some of you may feel the same way. There is this tendency that people come on holiday and or they live here and they think, oh, do you know what? I don't need insurance, I'll be okay. You know, I'm not really gonna go riding motorbikes. I'm not gonna do a lot of things that will put me in any risk of, of having an accident. However, there is an unfortunate time when these things do happen. And I'd like to ask you, Jack, please, if I don't have insurance and I am in an accident, not even my own fault, someone drives off the road in a car and hits me on, on the pedestrian on the street there, and I'm admitted to hospital, but I don't have insurance, what are the real implications of that? Where do I actually stand in terms of getting care, treatment, etc.? Where you should be is that they should give you any treatment necessary to save your life. Okay. However, in, uh, hospitals here tend to be very careful regarding their money, especially nowadays when they're not getting the business that they expect. And unless you can come up with the money or the guarantee that they require to do the work, they will probably have you transferred to a government hospital. Right, and that transfer process takes place and I'm fortunate enough to recover. Is there a bill due at the end of that? Have I now got to pay? Yes, now you should pay. And what if I can't afford to pay? Then that's a problem for the hospital and yourself to sort out. Right, wow. It's not something that I can get into on that. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm not putting you on the spot as an individual, but what I'm trying to get is a general idea. So I'm here, uh, I've decided I don't need insurance for whatever reason, and I go out, I'm involved in an accident, it wasn't my fault. I will get life-saving treatment, they will take me somewhere, and then I have to then figure out how I fund that bill. From the, yeah, the government hospitals will follow the Hippocratic Oath okay. um, and save your life. Now, once they've saved your life and they've spent all this money doing so, if you don't have the money, they can't actually undo all the work that they've done. <laughs> yeah. Put you back on the stretcher. Let's just take that leg back off that we sew back on. That sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if, if you're a tourist, I reckon that you'd be deported. I don't know. You'd, be, mm. you'd certainly have to go through a police process. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. But that's just what I think. I don't know for sure. And in terms of insurance policies, and in part two, we're going to really dig down deep. So guys watching this video, you know, please get in touch now with Jack and, and I will put up his email address and contact details for specific personal questions. So if you do have a requirement that you want real drill down information, please get in touch with Jack. He is, he is the guy here that you go to for your insurance. Um, what I'll do when I, is in general terms now, what are the kind of costs that people look at? I mean, let's just say I'm a, I'm a 50 year old guy, I'm reasonably healthy and I want to get a, an insurance policy that will cover pretty much what I need it to cover without all the bells and whistles. I mean, what kind of cost are we looking at? Around about 35 to 45,000 baht a year. A year, okay. Which and is less than a thousand baht a week, which is not yeah. even a night out on the bevy. Yeah, and, and is that paid monthly or is it a one-off lump? Depends on the company. Different companies have different rules and things like that. Some companies accept monthly. Mm. Some companies expect, uh, will accept three monthly quarterly payments. They probably prefer annually. If, mm. if they're paying every three months, there's a 5% surcharge. Okay, and we touched on this before we made this interview and uh, it was a really good point you you put out and i want to just again share this one of the things that you said to me was that 
one aspect of this company is the fact that you do a lot of things that you don't necessarily earn any money from in terms of supporting the people that have got the policies with you. And by that, what I mean is if I'm in hospital, the first thing that we all think, and I'm sure you guys agree is, oh, is the insurance policy gonna cover this? You know, what if they, they jump out on me and they bail ship? But you support the policy holders, don't you? Absolutely, whether it's a car insurance claim, house insurance claim, condominium insurance claim or a health insurance claim. If we know about the claim, we will get as involved as we need to. And quite often we don't need to because the companies that we choose to do our business with are companies that will settle their claims. Otherwise, mm. we will not do the business with them. But there are always questions and quite often questions that need to be answered. And we, we will help our customers as much as we can um, to make sure that the claim is settled as quickly as possible. Mm. Now, always remember that at the back of every claim, every claim has to go to our regulatory body. That is the OIC, the Office of the Insurance Commission. So if I'm working with XYZ Company yeah. and they have a claim, that claim, after it's been settled, goes to the OIC to make sure it's been settled correctly. Okay. So there is this ombudsman at the back of it but we, we make sure that everything goes as smoothly as possible and the insurance company have to make sure that if they're settling a claim it has to be correct now I can give you many instances where claims have been refused and we've had that overturned oh, okay because um, of what we've looked into and how we've interpreted different documentation mm. And in terms of a claim, let's just say I have an insurance policy and I'm admitted to hospital. Do you pay the claim first and claim the money back from the insurance policy or do the insurance policy say straight away, no, it's okay, carry on, and they're gonna foot the bill? Normally, it's, they will pay direct to the hospital because that is the agreement. But if the insurance company is looking at a relatively new client, and they suspect that there is a possibility of a pre-existing condition, they will ask the customer to pay first and then they will check with the local hospitals to make sure that this is not a pre-existing condition. Okay, okay. And that's where that, that period comes in where they decide whether or not they're going to pay straight away or they're going to say, well, actually, we need to just check out and see if you really did have a heart attack five years ago. We have one of those going in. Oh dear. No, normally, <laughs> what, normally, you have a heart attack on me? <laughs> no, normally, there is a 30-day waiting period okay. for sickness. This is normal. Okay. I got a phone call from a man on his 31st day. He'd just had a heart attack. Wow. Literally, his 31st day. Everyone's saying he's covered, provided there's no pre-existing condition. They're just doing the checks now. Wow. Um, and I explained this to the man, and he said, yep, yeah, he can understand where they're coming from. 31st day, I mean, how, exactly the 31st how surreal day. is that? You know, you literally, oh, that's giving me insurances in force and the next day you have a heart attack. If you're watching, <laughs> talking about you. 
<laughs> there you go. All right, well, listen, it's been brilliant talking to you, Jack. We're going to cover a lot more in depth in detail in part two about what the policies are available, what the different cover levels are and the cost, etc. So, guys, please check back in a couple of days when we, when we put part two out. And as I said before, and I'll say it again, get in touch with Jack and his guys and girls here. They really are fantastic. They are a very, very highly respected company here. And uh, you are in very, very safe hands. So, please get in touch with Jack. Jack, it's been fantastic. Thank you very Good much for your time. Thank you very much. I'm All right, guys, it. so that's it here today on part one of a coffee chat show here about insurance here in the Patea area. Please check out in two more, sorry, three more days, uh, part two will be out and where Jack will answer off all these detailed policies in great depth for you. All right, guys, that's it for me today. Thank you very much for watching. Please, wherever you are in the world, stay safe. Happy to hear from you.